here for season three, episode 23. Here, I'm uh, going to talk about a few things. As you know, today, the Bearcats broke ground on their new facility. Um, my guy, Neil Meyer, who I'm going to be bringing in in a few minutes, um, he was there live. Um, we just posted a few things up on the site. Uh, John Cunningham talking to the media, um, Larry Sheekly, um, one of the main, well, actually not one of the main, the lead donor of this uh, new facility, this state-of-the-art facility, and then also uh, football coach uh, Scott Hatterfield. So that's up on the site, up on the YouTube page. Make sure you guys subscribe and like, tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that up and uh, subscribe. But uh, I am going to bring in Neil Meyer in a few minutes, man. We'll talk, you know, talk a few things. You know, as we all know that the Bearcats have a new basketball recruit as um, – Space was made available in with Micah Adams Woods, uh, the graduate senior guard, um, entered the actual transfer portal and he went to I want to say St. Bonaventure. Uh, and then that's a whole different story. I've heard from others, a lot of rumblings that some people kind of lied to him on, on that, not on the UC side, but uh, in the portal, um, which is kind of messed up, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. But uh, with that, you know, the Bearcats were able to get big man Aziz. Badango, um, if I said his name right, I bet you, I bet you, Neil will be able to get that right on the first try, though. Um, but as you know, that he was a guy that had a double double against the Bearcats in the NIT. Um, started off at Akron, had his last things last two years, I want to say, was at Utah Valley. But he's a six foot guy, um, super ultimate rim protector, great rebounder, solid finisher at the rim. Um, somebody that's going to definitely help the Bearcats head into the Big Twelve. So. And we'll talk a little bit more about that um, coming up as well. But it's been interesting. I'll say it's been a good, good last seven days for the Bearcats as a whole. You know, Big 12 is getting closer. Break ground on this new facility. Get a new recruit. Um, there's some, there's some rumblings that they're going to get a get a solid, solid football recruit. And it seems like just from the other team, other people posting stuff. So, um like all as well so you know we'll, we'll get into more detail with that in a little bit and just uh have fun and just doing a recap and hopefully everybody checked out that uh the last one when we talked to the nasty natty for the um the basketball tournament because you know that's coming up and so that that'll give people a little little something of uc on alumni stat status um between the season starting the football starting up back up for real so that coming up and i know you know smith league has some good some good stuff too i'm pretty sure a lot of local guys are playing that playing that as well so i would definitely go and look out for that let's see see oh yeah 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 i was gonna talk that i was gonna talk that with with neil john jordan brand i knew it was something i was forgetting off the top of my head though i appreciate you my guy i appreciate you but it's been a good it's been a good seven days hasn't it I, i'll say you know jordan brand back people trying to have little jokes about that but they had to do that because otherwise they would have had to still mess with under armor for another two years indirectly so i'd rather um get back in good graces with a top brand company like nike and jordan than wear under armor so i mean you see recruits already were spilling the beans before stuff was coming out right i mean that's you know it's one of those kind of worst kept secret type things but at the end of the day recruits know they know what it is. Don't nobody really. I mean, end of the day, UC is meant to be a Nike Jordan brand school. 
stuff is going good, going well, especially basketball program. Kids, I mean, you look at all the kids that played on the team, all of them probably got KDs, Takiris, Jordans, Kobe's. Not saying they might not have a stuff here and there, but nobody really want to wear the Under Armour, bro. Like, for real. There's some people that do, but that ain't the first choice. Like, you're just, just keeping it 100. Like, just you don't care about shoes. Like, you care about shoes. You got a shoe taste. Ain't nobody asking for no Under Armour's because, like, it's just, it just ain't happening. Like, ain't nobody like, I really want some of those rock shoes. Maybe. But I, ain't nobody I know ever said, man, I really want them rock shoes. And my people that I know like shoes a lot. They just ain't never happened. But you might hang with people that do. I ain't judging you, but that ain't my style. So, um, yeah. So it makes sense, man. Nike, Nike is a part of the culture. It's a shoe culture. Kids love it. It's easy. Hey, we may, we may have to do that, man. I might have to use my connections to try to see if I can can get it, get him on there for like ten minutes or something. Might be right. That might be a good one. That's that's legit right there, John. Cause it's been one of those things where it's, it's, it was touch and go for real. Just a lot of like little intricate stuff, like you would hear hearing this and I would confirm certain stuff. So yeah, but we're here now. But yeah, I definitely need to see if I can hit up Lucas and see if he'll he'll talk. A little bit how that how that went down you right cool let me get this to uh, let me get my guy in the game and then we'll talk a little bit more so i just don't get the rambling on y'all so let's see get my guy kneeling in here yeah but the jordan thing is huge man so I mean, that's what people want man what the people want Air just came out, not just came out, but it's available on Prime. And people, whoever got Prime, check that out. It's a good movie. And uh, it, black and red is are the dopest Jordans normally, like keeping it 100. So you see whoever, which one, everyone they pick, they're gonna be fire. So that's that's a win, bro. Like you get free Jordans to poop plus NIL money, that's a double win. I know people right now that played around my time, like, man, I wish I could get that NIL plus or how much they be getting, getting on the Jordan side, no shoes. It's crazy. The football team back with Nike, better in new, better in uh, Under Armour, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Might lose a little tenth of a second off your 40 time with some Nikes on. my guy Neil in, in a second he'll be in a little bit but now nah, I'm, I'm geeked about the nike thing man nike jordan thing has been one of the things i've been wanting to talk about for a long time but couldn't now now we got free reign you know you know coach west he was out here thugging he was out here with the gear on before it was announced wearing jordans before it was announced so it was hard to like to keep it legit secret, you weren't trying to get our uh, be like Barstool. Barstool dropped it all super early, like they uh, like they had the inside sight on it or something. Like, bro, you just you just went against the etiquette. That's how that was. Whoever run that site, they went against the etiquette. So, but it is what it is. So everybody showing them love, but 
they ain't dropped nothing in people and people that is around these circles didn't know already. So it is. I'm just had to get that off my chest. What's going on? Neil, what's happening? What's happening? Not much, man. Not much. Just just rapping a little bit, rambling. No, nah, but I was just touching on, you know, all the new stuff, man. You know, as my guy John said on here, you know, Jordan brand Nike. New for practice facility, new facility, like no health wellness facility. Big 12. Let's see what else we got. Aziz, Aziz. I know you know how to know how to say his name the right way the first time. So I, I want to see how you do it. Yeah, I said it wrong. I said Bandago. Ben so you said Bandago. Yep. So you got it right the first time. But uh, yeah, man. So we'll talk about you were at the, the opening, um, the groundbreaking event today um with the new facility now i told everybody to make sure you go check out the video and everything that you posted but um what was it that like i know we've seen everybody's seen all the pictures everybody's you know um in the pictures know how it's going to look but like what impressed you the most or like what did you take from this event today that you, you were there live at yeah so you're taking away the things that really stood out to me was obviously this was something i asked john cunningham about was Obviously, going down to TCU's facilities just in March when I was down in Texas, we saw the facilities at TCU. Uh, they're all state-of-the-art as well. And then, you know, if you follow the Big 12, you know Oklahoma's got great practice facilities. Yeah. Texas just has a $85 million practice facility uh, renovation not too long ago. So then that was something I asked. I was like, hey – did you look at any of the big 12 schools when you were designing this process? And what really was unique was we know the architectural history here within the city of Cincinnati, not just the university of Cincinnati, but the city as a whole. And John Cunningham's response is what really stood out to me was he said he wanted to make his own. He said, I think what makes it special is the architectural history here at the university of Cincinnati we we're going to make it our own. It was about the look when you first hit that corner of the campus. It's really going to pop and stand out. And that's just how we do things around University of Cincinnati. It's going to be really special. So you think about that aspect there from that quote. I mean, anytime you hit the corner of what is that Jefferson and Corey, you're going to all you're going to see for maybe a mile to come is a hundred thirty four million dollar indoor practice facility and health and wellness center. So you got to think if you're off campus or you're coming by there, that's going to be the first thing that many people will see. That'll stick out to recruits, visiting teams, coaches, players. That's going to be the first thing that stands out. And that's going to draw a lot of people into the University of Cincinnati. But this was a practice facility that I think the original budget was, what, $88 million or something like that? Sounds about right. I feel like it was definitely under 90 but you're thinking back now, it's $134 million uh, practice facility and health and wellness center. That's roughly 1.5 times the original plan. Like, if you, I was just talking about this on that large bid podcast with uh, Ryan Roberts earlier tonight. You look around college football, you're not going to see many $134 million practice facilities in the health and wellness center around college football. And that's in all of the country. True, true. Now that, that's that's stepping up with the big boys for sure. And that's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Cause 
you know how it go. You you see all these, you know, the top programs got the top facilities at the end of the day. You you look at Ohio State, you look at LSU, Bama, you know, Florida, those schools, uh, you know, USC's and Texas's. I mean, well, Texas is they're you a can top, even throw top program, but they're I mean they've been kind of iffy lately, but you know you can um, throw Arkansas into that Arkansas, mix as well. But when you got when you got in the big conferences, you got big time facilities. So that's what brings people there at the end of the day. You know, gotta spend money to make money, as they say. So um pretty dope to see that. And then also, man, I'm gonna um tug you tug you a little bit about um you went to the the Cincy Reigns um, presser last week. Was that last week? All my time is kind of running in, you know, with Ryan Geis about, you know, the new logger, man. So how, how cool is that to just kind of see that? And then, you know, that's helping with the NIL situation. I know I, I didn't, I, str- I strung this on you last minute on this one, but I was like, hey, so we might as well talk about it. Yeah, man, it's, it's awesome to see, not only just for the University of Cincinnati and what Brian Fox and that Cincy Reigns team is doing, but it's, awesome for the city of Cincinnati. I mean, it's something many people, and I I can say this for all of Bearcats fans, we know how badly they have been wanting a Cincinnati-style beer for many years to come now, ever since the first partnership came out with Ryan Geist back in 2013. But now you're thinking about it, and not only do they have this NIL collective with Cincy Reigns partnering with a local brewery in Ryan Geist, but the fact is it's something so unique. Like I think there's only maybe like three other schools across the country that have partnered with breweries or distilleries within their NIL collective. So it's a route, not many universities and programs have taken. And you think about what it's all being able to do. Everyone has saw the pictures by now more than likely, but when you first walk into Rheingeist now on all the distilleries, Distilleries, they're going to see the Cincy Reigns logo. And for people who don't know, since uh, the Ryan guys downtown is actually the 23rd largest brewery in the nation. So it's not only just a driving factor of, hey, this is a great idea to get your brand out there for this NIL collective, but it also helps out Ryan guys just due to the amount of foot traffic that they bring in on a constant basis. Uh, nightly basis so but it, it's huge and I mean you're looking at uh, the can design roughly uh, it's literally outside uh, like outline with the Cincy Reigns logo like the whole design Cincy Reigns used for their logo it's the same formatting the same designs for the Cincy light can but then you also like once you look at the can straight up you will see up top it'll say Cincy Reigns Ryan Geist and right in the middle you'll have a Cincy Reigns logo so not only do you get to have your name of your NIL collective on a beer can and in the local distillery but it's also a great opportunity to really benefit off of that because let's be honest everyone knows how much Bearcat fans love to tailgate they like to party we we've seen it let's be honest we've all seen it but (laughs) It's 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 going to be great, and it's going to be hitting stores right before uh, the inaugural Big 12 season, which is even better. But it's also – I think the thing is that drew my attention the most for the Cincy Light can, and for people who don't know, it's, a, it's going to be a light lager, like 4.2%. It 
110 calories. So it's going to be a little light lager. Uh, if you're into that stuff, great. Would recommend doing it to support these student athletes and everything that Brian Fox and Cincy Reigns is doing. But the most unique feature of the can, in my opinion, was the QR code on the back. You scan the QR code and it'll take you to Cincy Reigns' website to learn more about the collective. So it's not only just a huge advertising opportunity, it's an opportunity to where they're using a design or a feature that not many people are utilizing in, in that industry to really benefit and people will be able to learn more about the collective. So I think that was awesome. And then for people who do buy it by the case, uh, $2 from every case will be going back to Cincy range for the student and uh, student athletes. So, nice. so it's perfect. I think it's a great, a great partnership. And I think it's going to do great things for uh, these uh, young student athletes. And Brian Fox is going to hit the, get the ball rolling with that process. That's legit, man. So I wanted to go ahead and definitely let you talk about that, man. That's definitely a pretty legit thing. My man John says, OSU blogs already talking about they need their own beer. <laughs> you see trendsetting. Now, it is trendsetting, man. That's that's legit. I mean, everybody drinks. I mean, not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people consume, especially at football games and basketball games. So, uh I think that's legit, man. Then they got their own beer. It's a win-win. Can't beat that. So talk about that. And then, all right, cool. Good? Mm -hmm. All right. But, yeah. Um, So with, you know, Micah Adams Woods went in the portal. So that left a spot open. And he went to St. Bonnie's, right? Yeah, same bottom Okay, I talked about that before. I let you in, but Aziz coming to the Bearcats, man. How with me, I feel like it's just real good move. Solidifies their uh, their post presence, um, makes them that much better on defense, makes them that much more athletic, makes them you know be able to fit in in the Big Twelve. Plus the other people they've they've gotten out of the portal. Um, what what do you think about this move of them getting disease um, in the portal and, you know, as a guy they played against, you know, a couple months ago um, and then now having him at, in the black and red seems like a very, 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 very good move. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a huge addition and uh, for many reasons, obviously. And the biggest one was we, Wes Miller and the staff got a great up close and personal look and the NIT lost to Utah Valley State, where he finished with 15 and 12. But Aziz – Didn't he have, he like, four one, blocks, too? Or two? Yeah. No. Three or crazy. four blocks, too. Yeah, like, yeah. he was he was all over the place. And he affects the game in many ways. Like, uh, we, we talked about it earlier. I mean, if you look back at the development that Mark Madsen made in Aziz over his first two seasons within college athletics or college basketball – Obviously, his freshman year, he averaged just like four minutes a game, if I remember right. I might be wrong. But then his uh, second year, first year at Utah Valley State, because he's a two-time uh, transfer, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at Arkansas first. Yeah. Yeah, his last last season, he averaged like four points, five rebounds a game. And then this season, all of a sudden, he's a double-double monster. So then you bring him in with his ability to, A, score and rebound the ball, averaging 12 points and 10 rebounds a game. Anytime a guy's averaging a double-double, 
you know what you're getting out of him. But then you have a guy who's putting up three, four block shots a game, average nearly three blocks a game. That's yeah. huge. And that, obviously, you pair that alongside with guys like Victor Lockin, Odio Guama, Jamil Reynolds. Like the Bearcats front court, it's going to be nasty and physical, not just with disease, but we also got a great up close and personal look at Jamil Reynolds just quite a few times as well. We saw him here. I think we actually talked about him, JT, on our Bearcat tip off talk. Yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. He was balling. He was balling. Yeah. He was definitely and an unsigned hero on that team. He is uh, definitely every bit of that six foot 10, 280. I can tell you right now, every bit of that. I saw him down in Texas. Uh, at the AAC tournament, I actually saw him out in public before he did it walking on the streets down there after the AAC tournament. And yeah, he's every bit of that six foot 10, 280 frame. And he he's going to match up with Victor Lockin and Odia Guama and Aziz Ben Diego very well. Like that's going to be a solid front court. And that's what people, people think. Like if you look down at this roster, this might be the tallest Bearcats team. In five, ten years back to the McCronin era. Yeah. Which which is crazy because you've got Victor Locken who's six foot eleven, Odio Guama who's six foot ten, then you bring in Aziz who's seven foot, and then Jamil's six foot ten. Yeah. So not only do you bring in the big the big bodies down low, but you're bringing guys with great length, can do a lot of different things. I know Wes has talked about uh in press game and post game press conferences throughout the season, of developing that mid range jumper for a guy like Victor Lockin, getting him to expand that shot out to the three point line a little bit. So yeah. if the, if they can do that and Victor can develop that here this off season, it, it's going to be a fun time to watch for those bigs. For sure, made the transition to the Big Twelve, but everyone knew going to the Big Twelve they were going to have to recruit and get some bigs. That everyone knows how physical the Big Twelve is especially this past season. We saw it with TCU, with uh, Eddie Lampkin before he transferred. We've seen it all throughout the Big 12 of how important bigs are. Yeah. But we also see the guard play as well. So then you bring in the guys like C.J. Frederick. You bring in a guy like uh, Simon Lukosius. And those are two big additions. I mean, we've seen what C.J. Frederick was able to do when he's healthy. Obviously, the stint at Kentucky didn't play in his favor because he had some untimely injuries, but there were injuries that w- were freak accidents to say the least. And then Simon Slukosius is coming off his best season of his career at Butler, a 42% three point shooter average 12 points a game. Like this team's going to be fun to watch. They're going to yeah. have the great length. They're going to be able to cause havoc on the defensive end. They're really going to be able to space the floor, open things up for those bigs down low. And they knew what they were going to have to do heading into the offseason, especially after you lose your top three scores with David DeJulius, Landers Nolly, and now Jeremiah Davenport heading to Arkansas. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. John, uh, yeah, Will, they definitely got some trees, man, on them for, the, for the move. They got some trees. They got some size. They're not. They will not get punked in the paint this year. That is for sure. I would be highly shocked if that happens. And, uh, yeah, I'll be willing to bet a couple bucks on that, that they won't get punked in the paint. Um, John, only concerns PG experience and perim- perimeter defense. Um, will Newman be healthy? I, I I think Newman's trending on the right direction. He's been doing a lot of stuff. As um, long as he gets that, that medical, 
um, red shirt. Or, you know what I mean? So he could play. Um, I think he will be fine. Uh, perimeter defense, I, I'm not really concerned about perimeter defense because you got people that can clean it up in the back end. You saw what Healthy Vic did last year. Um, and then you get you add Aziz and uh, Reynolds. You add Aziz and Reynolds to what they have. I think they clean up a lot, a lot of mistakes. So I think if they just stay disciplined, I think they're more they're even though they are inexperienced at point guard, they're more athletic at point guard this year. Even with the uh even with um the guys, you know, them being new people. So like you got Day Day who is explosive, um, physical, um, just a guy that a lot of people are high on and it's not a flute. And then you got Jizzle, Jizzle James, who is um you know, it's, it's in his blood. Like his dad's a Hall of Famer. This young man is super athletic. Um, it just makes sense because you got two guards that are super athletic. That's what you're used to seeing as, at, you know, as a Bearcat, Bearcat point guards, mostly athletic, strong people that can get their shots off. And that's what these guys are. Um, will there be some, I don't know. I mean, I think what I'm hearing from data about day day, I don't, I don't think he has a tell. I think he kind of gets the ball running from the beginning, um, honestly. But even um, somebody said this. I want to say maybe Coach Cam might have said this. But in general, you can live with Day Day and Jizzle's mistakes because you know they have such a high upside. So it's kind of it's kind of the best of both worlds, especially with this team being. Um, so formidable now like i think they have like a very good well-rounded team so if the guards come to play if those point guards come and play um and are ready from the jump then i think this team could really take off but i think honestly like no, no dig at micah i mean he did his thing but i think in the big 12 with the athleticism that was going to be on him nightly i don't think that would have been the best um I don't know. I don't know how that would have looked. I think I, I think I'd rather have who the guards are right now, honestly, uh, just because I feel like those guys are more athletic. And even if they struggle at first, I think they can they can adapt because of their athleticism. And that, that's a hell of a, a tool to have, man. Trust me. Like, you know, you're not your step slow or can't explode over somebody. It's sort of everybody, but it's just that little bit of extra athleticism can help you get your shot off. So it's just our mail to make that pass. Uh, if I project the lineups now, all right, let's see, John. I'll, I'll do mine. I'll let Neil do his just in general. Okay, so I'll say um, day day starting that point. I'll say um, uh, Simon's at the two. No, maybe three. I'll say Dan at the two. I'm going Dan, going day day, Dan. Simus, Vic, and Simus, Vic. Do I want to go Aziz? I'll go Aziz. But yeah, so before I give my my starting lineup, I'll I'll touch John on the perimeter defense because I feel like this is a topic that not many people are talked about, uh, especially this offseason. Uh, everything in terms of perimeter defense, I think they're going to be fine because you're looking down the roster. I know JT's probably touched on a couple of these guys like Dan Skilling's laying, 
uh, six foot six. We we've seen the crazy length that Dan Skillings has had with his athleticism. Then you bring back if John Newman does get that medical, you bring back John Newman, and then you also got to think of a guy not many people are talking about right now, and who's ha- he's working extremely hard this offseason based on the stuff we've seen on social media, and that's a guy in Josh Reed, and that's a former top one hundred prospect as well. So I'm very curious to see the role of Josh Reed, a six foot seven. Uh, big, long, lengthy defender as well. And so the perimeter defense, I think this season, then you also throw Rayvon Griffith yeah, 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 into yeah. the into the conversation as well. I mean, sick, another six-foot-seven guy who's probably not done yet growing, could probably add a little bit more onto him uh, yeah, as he yeah. uh, gets older a little bit. But then the perimeter defense, I think it's not going to be the worry as what many people think. Just because of you're you're looking down at the roster, I know. But the main Michael was about six foot. Uh, David was a lockdown defender at five ten, and then you're looking down now. You're having a point guard in Dayday who's six foot one. Uh, he's going to Dayday will match David Julius's energy, in my opinion, based on the things I've been able to see. Uh, Jizzle James is going to fight for a playing time right away probably in my opinion as well just based off what he's been able to do on the uh after this huge senior season he just had i mean we just saw what he did at the iverson classic yeah. uh put a lot of people on notice uh especially during his recruitment so jizzle james is coming off a hot aau circus but cj frederick's a guy who's six foot three uh simus is six foot seven i mean simus had a great a great season at butler but Overall, the perimeter defense, I mean, if you look down, C.J. Fredericks uh, had great stretches defensively in his career. He's also been very great in terms of scoring the ball. So, Simon's Lukosius, that, that's going to be the the one we'll probably have to take, take a more deeper look into uh, on the defensive end. I haven't seen much of him on the defensive end. I haven't watched as much film as the rest have, so I'll take the fault for that one. But if I you had to tell me right now my starting five, I would probably – I would agree with JT with Day-Day at your one. I think my two would be CJ Frederick at the uh, second point guard role. Uh, my my three, I would I would go with Simus. And then my two bigs, I would pair Victor Locken with Aziz. That would be and then but you could you could rotate guys like Dan Skillings, John Newman right there off the bench. You could rotate those guys in there right away. Or if they even play big bully ball and you put a guy in there like Jamil Reynolds out of four, Vic out of four, like wouldn't be surprised if they swap every now and then you see Victor and Jamil flip-flop, but you never know. It all depends on the offseason they have. Obviously, they have some big plans for both of them. But if you had to ask me in my lineup right now, I think I would go with Day-Day at the one. C.J. Frederick at the two, Simus at three, Vic at four, and Aziz at five. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think they both make a big leap. I think you saw the leap that Skillings made. I'm not talking with John said. Um, Skillings made a big leap from the beginning of the year um, to the end of the year where you start seeing him do stuff and make finishes that he wasn't doing at the beginning of the year. So I feel like it's just going to go up, and I think, like, um, Reed's 
playing time wasn't as consistent as skillings, but I feel like he did show flash at the end. He kind of faltered a little bit, but I feel like at the beginning he showed a lot of promise. I feel like with him knowing that he's got to work um, and he has the skill, I think he, I think he's going to make a big jump where he's a consistent player when his number is called. Um, Cause he has the tools. I think he could be like, to me with his current team, I think he could be that guy that could be like the small ball four. Um, just because he can stretch people out, and then he's gone—he's a lefty, so it's, you know it's hard to find figure out a lefty's game. Um, so that that always goes into your favor. So I think him being able to shoot it, if he can stay consistent with a three, and then um, he's always been a guy that seems like he—he's—he's he's around the rim. So I think with just more development and just being more comfortable and finding his shot or finding what he has to do to help you, it might not be scoring; it might just be in energy and you know playing good defense. But I think he's going to make a big jump. I think um, this year, if I was willing to bet, I think those two make huge jumps. I think it's going to be hard to keep skillings off the floor, even with all the added talent. So um, I think he's going to be able to do, to do a lot and bring a lot. Because um, even in those games last year when they were playing Houston, um, you know, Memphis, he was the guy that each game he played, when he played aggressive, he was like, he he fit, he he belonged as a, as a true freshman. So, um, and he was, he's not even close to being a finished product. That's, that's the scary part, um, for other teams. Good, good for the Bearcats, scary for the people that had to play him. So. Yeah. And another thing, JT, we talk about these bigs and Jamil Reynolds and, uh, Aziz Bendego and then Victor Locken and Odia Guama. I think the, we saw what, for people who don't know is coach Roberts predominantly handles the bigs on West Miller staff. And the thing I'm most excited for is we've seen what he was able to do with guys like Victor Locken and Odi Aguama. And from year one to year two, we saw the, the upside and the development that they were able to do and make that jump. But now adding a guy like Jamil Reynolds and Aziz Bendego to that, that already talented front court. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to see what Mike Roberts has in stores for both of those two big men. I don't know about you, but I think yeah. that I think that combination down there of those four guys, it, it's going to be very exciting to watch. Not for sure. No, it's a lot of talent down there. I mean, you, you're not even talking about Sage. So it's like, you know, like he gets time to develop, not, no pressure, I think now, you know, so like that's good for him. And then maybe he develops faster. He gets, you know, because you playing against those guys, it's nothing you can't get. You playing against talent, talent makes you better. You know what I mean? So it's just how it goes. He's either going to sink or swim, and I think it's going to help him, especially having a whole year in the system. Um, so I think it's a win-win, man. It's just um, at the beginning, of the, at the end of the year, did you think the roster would look like this? <laughs> no. No, I did not. I did not think that at the end of the year. I mean, we obviously knew of the one – going in the portal more than likely yeah. we all yeah. saw that one yeah. then you see david's out of eligibility you see yeah. the whole Jer- uh, jeremiah we didn't was kind of no one knew what was yeah going to be next because and then landers not only had the option to come back and then he's choosing to stick to that nba route yeah and he's already had four workouts with teams so you look at that route and then jeremiah transfers to uh Arkansas yeah and then you kind of see like hey you see these guys go in the portal like if you if you would have asked me if Aziz would have been in the portal after 
what Utah Valley State did, I wouldn't have expected it. But yet again, then he also was in the position to see where his head coach left for a new gig. Yeah, true. So, true. And that was a guy who developed that Utah Valley State team. And that, that was a Utah Valley State team that was pretty dang good, if you ask me. And it, it, I know people are going to look back on it and was like, yeah, we lost to Utah Valley State. But you look up and down that roster, and we've talked about it before. All right. There's yeah, three solid. or four guys on that Utah Valley State that could be playing mid-high D1 basketball. For sure. For sure. Not ever. They had some ballers. Had a few ballers for sure. But if you would have asked me maybe two months ago when the season ended, if they would have went out and had a absolute splash like they did in the portal this season or this offseason, I don't think I would have projected it. But it, it's trending in the right direction for sure. And this it's just going to get back to the old school Bearcats basketball where they like to like to get inside, they like to be active, they like to be physical, and that that's what you need heading into the Big Twelve. Yeah, they're definitely going to be able to dump it inside this year more than I mean. You saw the development of Vic, but like it won't he won't have as much pressure. I think that's going to make it even better. And you know he'll have he has that that skill set like where he could possibly shoot that face up jumper, and if he gets that rolling, it's going to get real. Get real crazy, but um, yeah, man. Uh, we talked that disease coming. Oh yeah, okay. So football, you know, we saw a picture a couple days ago that had three, two Bearcats. But it, what, what did my man? How did my man quote it? That Bearcats? How did how did he quote that picture? Had three people, two, two, two for sure that are already with with the Bearcats and one that's in the portal. Yeah, that's one that's in the portal. So, so uh, I mean. it was, uh, for people who don't know what we're referencing, it is a uh, uh, it was the pictures of Jordan Young, DJ Taylor, and former Florida wide receiver Xavier Henderson, who is still in the portal. Uh, for people who don't know who Xavier Henderson is, he was a former four star recruit. Uh, he's the brother of NFL cornerback CJ Henderson, who was a top ten pick a couple years back. Uh, but it was all the Bearcats hanging out at the uh, DJ and Jordan Young route. They were at the Black Athlete Student Association out in L.A., and there was a picture quoted saying hashtag Bearcats. So just some speculation going around there. Yeah. yeah. So I know a lot of fans were uh, seeing that picture. Obviously, it made its rounds on social media. JT, what did you think of that? Nah, man, I think it's pretty cool. I hope, hopefully, that it comes to fruition. You know, it seems like the, his homies are trying to get him to become a Bearcat. Because uh, you get a six-three receiver, I'm cool with that. Because I mean, no knock. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of little guys, so I'm excited to see if they can get somebody that got a little size that that'll make me feel a little bit better. Uh, you know, no, you know, yeah, I'll be happy. So. Former four star, and he's got to make sure if, if he if he does come around that you know we keep the hooks of everybody else off of him. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but that I I'll be ecstatic if they get Henderson, man, because you know he was one of the best, one of the more talented people in Florida's team. So I think hopefully he can reunite with uh Emory, and then they can uh, make some magic in Clifton. So we shall see, man. Just all speculation, and then John the UCD lines. Big 12 ready. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think the I think the defense as a whole is Big 12 ready, honestly. Um, 
they're just going to be on the offense, man. If the offense can make King be semi-explosive, I think the Bearcats will shock a lot of people. I think the defense is going to be fire, um, of course. And I think with the way Brian Brown um, calls it, he's real aggressive. He's going to try to go out there and quarterback. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they got some people that can, can get after the quarterback. So uh, I think defense – Defense is not the Bearcats' worry. It'll be just can they score points. So the portal will be important, and just the, the kids are already in the fold, developing, and being able to um, shock the people will be important because, yeah, points is what 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 makes me nervous right now. Um, defense don't make me nervous. I, I think they'll be able to keep them in the game, but if the offense can score average in the high 20s, I think they'll be legit. So – I don't know. I don't know if you feel those, that same sentiments or not, but I think if they can average on a consistent basis, the mid, the high twenties, I think they can win more than their projected, um, their gambling line. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, the defensive line, John. There, it's 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 ready. Obviously, anytime you can return uh, a six year for a six year guy with Malik Van, then you bring back Jawan Briggs, and then we we've seen the growth of Dante Corleone, who is now a preseason All-American, uh, Walter Camp All-American. We saw what he was able to do last year. Anytime that defensive line returns three starters from a season ago, and it, it's going to be substantial. And we know what Brian Brown is uh, dialing up as a defensive coordinator. We know he loves to bring the quarterback in. Then you add a guy to like Daniel Grizziak to that, to that mix. And then you bring in Dorian Jones from Louisville. It, it's going to be a fun time. They're, they're going to do a lot of different things. It's going to be a fun time. It's, it yeah. It's just going to be yeah, a very fun time. <laughs> going to get to the quarterback. It's it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Now, how are we? How are we feeling about the offensive line? I I would feel pretty good. Uh, obviously, it's not like it was a season ago where you had returned a whole offensive line uh, that won two conference championships. Now, but uh, we're returning just one guy from the offensive line from a season ago, and that's Gavin Gerhardt, who was on the starting offensive line due to the injury uh, to Jake Renfro from a season ago. But overall, I think the offensive line, that was like a big a big focus this offseason. Obviously, they went out, they got Luke Kandra, they got Philip Wilder, they got Trevor Radozovic. They now get the kid from Kentucky. They're getting the depth, and yeah. that's to say the least. And it's, it's always great to have depth within the offensive line. I mean, we saw it last year firsthand when Jake went down right before the Arkansas game and wasn't able to come back from the injury. And then you look back, you know those nicks and bruises are going to come throughout the season. It's, it's a long season. They're battling each and every day. And especially versus defensive line like that uh, with Malik, Dante, Jawan, Daniel Grisiak at times, and then – Eric Phillips off the edge. It uh, who Eric Phillips had a great season last year. Really started to see more playing time as the season went along. But if you throw that out there, it, it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. But obviously, the offensive line depth is going to be key heading into the Big Twelve. True. This is true. Cool, cool. Yeah, Pace is definitely going to be like a Swiss Army knife guy this year. That is for sure. For sure. So, yeah, yeah, that'll man. be a very fun transition to watch. 
for people who haven't seen it yet. It, it's yeah. going to be a very fun transition to watch. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. So, see, I think we, we new new facilities, Henderson. We, we have we talked since he reigns, disease. Talk Jordan Nike. I think I talked a little bit earlier, but did we talk Jordan Nike together? Yeah, we did. We did. Yep. I think we did that early. So boom, did that. Um, so it's been a lot of good stuff, you know. So make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Whoever's watching this, listening to it, uh, subscribe, hit up the site, follow, follow me and Neil. Always giving out new new uh consistent stuff so give it a look man i think we'll probably do like a break down a new roster i think i'll do like a piece of that maybe i'll do something by the end of the week and for those who haven't checked out all the latest stuff we worked on last week we dropped a special episode of uh this podcast with kevin johnson coriante de berry Troy Copain talking some TBT action with the Nasty Natty squad. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet, make sure you go do that. Obviously, the TBT is back this summer. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Kevin is building an absolute squad to go back and compete for that million-dollar process. So it's a, it's a great time. So if you haven't checked us out, make sure you continue to do that. And, John, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's always popping, always something. So – it's a great opportunity, though. So nah, if you, haven't, if you <laughs> haven't checked out all of the podcasts, I definitely suggest you do so in the process, whether that's the Locked On podcast with Alex Frankie, uh, our At Large Bid podcast, this podcast. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you do so in the process. You do that. Make sure y'all do that, man. Check my guy out. He's holding it down. So, yeah, that that's definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw Corey today, man. I saw Corey today. So really? Yeah, yep. Talk to him for a quick second. So, yep. Yeah, it's legit. So, uh, yeah, man, make sure y'all do that, man. My man, Neil's been holding it down. Make sure y'all follow him for sure. Um, show him some love. He's been grinding, putting in that work. So, uh, that's how we're going to end this this pod, man. I think we touched all the, all the new stuff, touched on everything. And hopefully the next time we come to you, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. So maybe we'll get into a little bit more recruiting, who they kind of target, and maybe we'll do some stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a good seven days for the Bearcats, man. Like just just flat out great seven days. Make sure y'all subscribe to the website, not subscribe to us, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe that. Um, trying to get the 1K, man. Help us get the 1K fat, uh, faster than slower, so we can uh, so we can get to 1K and get that little badge, and then uh. Yeah, man, follow us, man. Follow the front office news. We'll follow front office news on Twitter. You follow my man Neil on Twitter. You give your tag, man. Mine is it should be on my uh, lot on my Twitter right now. This uh, this actual yeah, it pod. is a uh, Meyer Neil six. Cool, cool. I'll be I'll be I'll be getting yours confused with your um IG IG one, so I don't be want to mess that up. <laughs> yeah, so. the IG one's different. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you're. <laughs> Man, you ever you get that old one canceled? Is that one canceled? Like, yeah, I canceled that one. <laughs> hey, my man Neil got hacked, man. That's how you know. He, that's how you know he's popular, man. He got hacked. Somebody hacked him. Yeah, try, try to keep you day. down. Try to keep my man down, man. But he bounced back. 
bounce, bounce back, back though. <laughs> bounce back. Cool. Yep, yep. So that's how we're gonna end this pod, man. So make sure you guys check it out. And uh we'll be back, man. We'll be back. Try to come back next week and talk a little, talk a little junk. Give me this for a quick second. So I'm JT Smith. And I'm Neil Meyer. All right, guys. We're signing out. Let me squeeze. It's deep, it's deep. Let me squeeze. <laughs>